over 40,000 tickets sold for the return leg of the Champions League at the Emirates against Wolfsburg. That is unbelievable. Let's talk about that. Kim Little being out for the season and Man United this Wednesday. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast? Well, guess what, my friends? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? As always, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy every single time I get to do these things. It's just a dream come true. I can't even express it. And as always, as I got, like I always say, if you want to do a podcast, if you want to do a blog, if you want to do a YouTube show, please do it. And if you need help, I'll be there to help you. I can help you figure out where to host it. I can help you figure out what mics to use or what to buy. If you need an audio interface, if you need a mixer, anything and everything having to do with a podcast and a YouTube show and all that stuff, I can help you. So please hit me up. I am here for you. Lots to talk about today. Like I said, the Emirates, 40,000 plus tickets sold. That's unbelievable. It's going to be a historic night. Of course, Men United on Wednesday, what that means, some predictions and so on and so forth. But I cannot start this without mentioning the bad news that we all got this morning, which was that Kim Little is out for the season. I mentioned this in my blog earlier today. And by the way, if you don't know this, I have a blog. It's called That Arsenal Women Blog. And sometimes I talk about things over there that I won't mention on the pod and vice versa. So I encourage you to check it out if you like written things more than listening to things, right? You might be at work and you might have to pretend that you're working and you need to and want to read anything Arsenal Women related. Well, I got you, my friend. Anyway, on that blog today, what I had talked about was that historically or as, as my memory serves me, I always wake up and the first thing that I look for online is Arsenal-related news. And of course, since I've become a fan, it's Arsenal women-related news, right? That's what I've been obsessed with. That's all I care about. And sometimes it has to do with lineups, for example. If I wake up at 4.30 on a Saturday to watch the match here in L.A., that's the first thing that I'm going to look for. Maybe I it's the summer and I'm looking for transfer rumors and stuff like that. I'm always super interested in that. And last but not least, and sadly, this is something that I have to check all the time. It has to do with injuries or news regarding injuries, you know, progress of some injuries, bad news and so on and so forth. And today, sadly, was one of those days where we were greeted or I was greeted with the not so good news. In fact, very crappy news that Kim Little is out for the season. So the first thing that comes to mind is her, right? How will she react? I'm really sorry about that. I'm really bummed. I don't know how bad it really is. Does she need surgery and so on and so forth? I didn't really read into the news because I was already distraught by it and I wasn't really interested in going down a rabbit hole where I would be embracing anxiety and misery and <laughs> fear. Uh, but the reality is that, you know, I try to be empathetic and then I think about what she's going through and... and you know, if anyone can recover and, you know, be back to their best is her. You know, a player that everybody that has ever played with her considers her to be the best player they ever played with and the most committed and the most professional. So, of course, captain of our team, we n nobody needs to hear how important she is, you know. But my main concern aside from her, you know, let's just talk about sort of selfishly what it means for Arsenal. I'm, I'm excited 
about the idea of Will Leo Williamson playing in midfield, right? It's something that I think eventually a lot of us believe is going to happen and it's going to be fantastic. But the partnership that she has created with Rafaeli is perfect. It's outstanding. I love it. I don't want anything to mess with that. So when Kim Little is not there, usually Jonas plays Leah in midfield, which means without getting into specific players, it means that Leah is not playing in defense with Rafa. And I have a big problem with that because I don't think that Jonas usually plays the players that I believe could be best in that position. In other words, I rather see Jen Beatty with Rafa than anything that we have at the moment. And I think it would it would be a very good opportunity to have Cool be there and, and, and do more things. We can have Frida drop back a little bit deeper if needed and shuffle the, the forward line if we have to with Katie and, and Caitlin. Well, I don't know if Caitlin is available. I'm not really sure. But the, the my point is what worries me the most is not the midfield in Kim's absence. It's what that means to our defense. And, and, and it bothers me. And it bothers me because... The games that we have coming up, three of the most challenging and most important games we could play, which are Man United, Wolfsburg, and eventually Chelsea, right? And if we beat, if we were to beat Wolfsburg, we might be playing either Chelsea or most likely Barcelona in the Champions League final. So these aren't, you know, um, gimmies. These are very, very difficult matches that require the best available lineup. And in my opinion, whenever Wuben Moy is there, it's not the best available lineup. It's like Rob Holding in, in the men's side. It's just not, it doesn't fill me with confidence. So that we need to address that, I think. I really hope that Steph Catley is back and can be, and can play with Rafa. Um, but, you know, I'm just I'm 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 very nervous to be honest with you. And uh, this is obviously it's never ideal to lose a player like uh, like Kim Little ever, but at this sort of run-in of the season, it's just a bit of a uh, hard pill to swallow. But you know, Jonas knows much more than me, so I'll just shut up and hopefully I'll be proven wrong. So Man United, oh my days, that game is going to be. It's going to be very interesting. And to be honest, I'm quite confident. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident, to be honest with you. I think, I mean, obviously this is based completely on my hopes and wishes, based on absolutely nothing. And I could be completely wrong. And if, it, if we were in the, their position, I would think the total opposite. But I'm hoping that the high of qualifying to the FA Cup final actually plays against them and makes them feel a little bit cocky and too complacent. And then we come in and hopefully, you know, steal a couple of points. I would really, really like to see that. And, you know, we do have a game in hand. So if we beat them, we are tied in points, even though they have a, a greater um, goal difference. Um, and, you know, we still have a game in hand. And actually, if we beat them, we will leapfrog Chelsea. And, you know, we eventually have to play them. So this is, for my money, the game of the season. I know the Conti Cup was massive. And, of course, we're going to talk about the, the Champions League match, which is huge in, in all of its symbolic meaning. But to be honest, to me, this is the match 
this is the game and I really hope that they are, you know, very much um, up for it. I really, really hope that we, you know, that they can feel this way as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not really sure, friends, to be honest with you, what the sort of the news are with players. You know what I mean? Um, in, in the form away from home and things of that nature. Like, I do know that Arsenal are, if I believe, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they're ranked number one as far as home teams in home form this season. I don't really know exactly what is up with Men United um, or our head-to-head record, to be honest with you. Um, I'm pretty sure it's very, very even. Um, and, I mean, I, I would... By the way, I say even historically, but I have a really bad memory, but I'm going to assume that the past few matches, they've gone United's way. So I wouldn't go as far as saying this is a bogey team or something like that, like a Chelsea that that has had pretty much dominance over us for a long time. Uh, but I'm not... If this was where the men, and there's that historic sort of weight of Man United and Arsenal and, you know, what that means. But no, we are the big girls, right? We are the big queens of English football. And we have the records, we have the history, and we should always feel confident, you know? We are the Arsenal. We are, for the women's team, what we wish the men's were, you know, in a way. Like, a lot of us wish that we had the European Cups in all the leagues that Liverpool has and Man United has, but we don't. Even Chelsea, sadly, have two European leagues, so European uh, Champions League uh, trophies. So, but in, on the women's side, we are it. So there's no reason for us to always be intimidated and, and have this sort of like trauma from the men's side carry over. And I see so much negativity. I see so many people talk about the title is gone and blah 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 blah, and it's just so boring. It is just so annoying and easy and cheap to go that way. It's just the weakest, lamest analysis, I feel, because it's just like it brings nothing positive. And the thing that people forget is that these players check Instagram and they check check Twitter and they go online and they go on TikTok. And if all they see is negativity and if the fans feel like, well, the title is gone, you know, oh, well, the title is gone. Well, you know, we'll never... Like, imagine how that feels. It's just a loser mentality. And, and I'm, by the way, I'm not calling people that think that way losers. I just think it's not the most positive, optimistic thing. And it doesn't really bring that much positive stuff. So that's just my two cents when it comes to that. And last but not least, can we please talk about this Wolfsburg match? I mean, 40,000 people. That is just absolutely insane it's astonishing and i mean to be honest historic it might be an understatement you know what i mean and you know a lot of you have been there you've been to the emirates you've obviously been to bornwood and you've been to wembley and you've seen historic nights but this forty thousand people at the emirates it's just something to be honest with you it exceeded my expectations. I would have thought that maybe 20,000, 25,000. But, you know, by the time the game rolls around, I wouldn't be surprised if there's 50, 55,000. And I wouldn't go as far as saying that there'll be a sellout. But man, if they get 50,000 people to go to that match, I mean, historic, 
historic, historic. And it's, it's what the, the sport deserves, right? Like, we have seen how Barcelona, you know, had that big match at the Camp Nou against Real Madrid that was, you know, a historic night as well. But it's like we're due for one. And when I say we, I mean an, an English side being involved. And I couldn't be more proud that it's or could be at the Emirates. And it's just amazing to feel that you are a part of that to some very, very small degree, even though I'm not going to be there. Uh, but it's just amazing to have. So I'm really, really happy for all of you that are out there that are able to go and just enjoy every single second of it. And obviously you deserve it and the girls deserve it as well. And actually, I forgot a little bonus content. Last week, I had mentioned to you that I was leaving to go see Katie McCabe play with Rusha and, of course, Louise Quinn for the Irish national team at uh, in St. Louis against the U.S. national uh, U.S. women's national team, and it was phenomenal. And I think I'm gonna do a little bonus episode this week about just basically getting to to minute details of that experience because it was pretty cool. I, I was like a fan and I, I, I it was a little crazy tr travel situation. Uh, and I also got to spend a lot of time with my friend Pete from Le Grove, which is an awesome, awesome blog that I've been reading for years upon years and we've become pretty close friends. And he also hosts um, the Arsenal Opinion podcast, which is outstanding and it's 100% focused on the men and if you're a men's fan as well I encourage you to watch that show and read it and or read the read the blog watch the podcast it's amazing it has two incredible co-hosts it's awesome and among the things that I will be talking about is Katie's energy I don't and, and by the way I've seen her play before I saw her play at Wembley And I remember what I felt. And man, I got to tell you, she's just different. She's on a different plane. There's something extremely special about her. And I'll be talking about all that soon. So thank you for everything that you do. Every click. I think this podcast uh, surpassed 3,000 downloads in one year, which... It's important for you to know that if you're if you're going to create a show or a podcast or a YouTube show and all this other stuff, it's clearly very important to get views and you want to get the most amount of, you know, engagement and likes and all that other stuff. But I'm here to tell you from a very humble podcast in a very much uh, small thing that is very much narrow casting. I can assure you that the satisfaction that you will get is amazing and do it for yourself. If nothing else, do it for yourself. Have fun. Try to bring something positive. Try to bring something that's unique and different. And I'm telling you, it's going to be so rewarding and people are going to connect with that. I believe that you can do it. And like I said before, if you need help with anything, please reach out and I will help you. We'll speak again very, very, very soon. Thank you.